Hi, this is New Dawn and welcome to Blapow, the magnificent power of whatever the subject happens to be. On today's menu, it's ladies season, so sit back, relax and enjoy the chat as I shine a light on some of the fabulous ladies from my hometown who are out there unapologetically doing their thing. So for my listeners, this is my first ever podcast Um, and there's only one person who I could have as my first guest. If it was not for this lady, I wouldn't have even started blogging. Or I I might have, but I don't know when. It definitely wouldn't have been when I did. I love that. I love that so much. I love it. I'm so glad that you started to blog and you stopped thinking about it. (laughs) Oh, I could possibly want to blog. No, just start the blog. (laughs) So yeah, uh, right. So for everybody, this is Tiny Brooks Carty. Now, I don't even know where to begin when it came to describing who this woman is because <laughs> she literally has more hats than Mr. Ben. Like <laughs> she, she's a coach, she's a trainer, she's an entrepreneur. There's just too many different facets to this woman. So, um, before I even begin, I'm going to ask her if she could just give me a little mini bio, (laughs) Um, just a little mini one, and then we will delve into um, who Tanya Brooks Carr is. It's so cool. Thank you so much for that introduction. Do you know what? To be honest, um, it's so funny when people ask me what I do, because I simply live that thing like, I do what it takes. (laughs) And they're like, what? And I'm like, no, seriously, I do what it takes. And so I think for me, I just started living outside of titles and I just wanted to do anything I could with everything I've got. So it started with a dance because that's just my love. Like, I just love to dance. And it was for me. I liked dancing. (laughs) Like, I danced. And then when we created Raw, after we did our first show and everybody was like, I want to dance with you. I I was like, ah, you want to, you do not want to dance with us. It takes a lot of time, energy and effort. I'm a horrible teacher. Like, you do not. (laughs) And then we thought, well, let's extend it so that we can have open dance classes. And from that, it very quickly became fitness and then Zumba and then boot camp. And then, you know, it just kind of extended, extended. And through that, I remember, you was probably there actually, when we was at Langley once and we stopped the class and we kind of had like an open conversation. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's when I started, when we had to write down yes. what we wanted, and I wrote down that I wanted to do blogging. Wow, that's see? That's where it came from. And I actually remember, um, sorry, we will get onto the subject of pick-me-up sticks, yes. which Sean will explain, but your sticks with the bit of paper do on it. there, I remember the very first Literally stick. had decided I'm going to pick, like, put positive notes on a stick, because we were getting ready to do an Anguilla day, and I was thinking, how can we, like, interact with people quickly but leave every person feeling good. So literally, I was working at Pixie Photo at the time. I remember I was meant to be doing photos, guys, and I sat there and I wrote out lists of positive affirmations, cut them up, stuck them on sticks, and thought, yeah, we'll take them to Anguilla Day, but I never took them to Anguilla Day because I just didn't do it in time. So I ended up taking them to my retreat, the first retreat I'd done. And the way that the women responded, I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy because... It was just a positive message, but it made people cry. It made people smile. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I literally carried them everywhere. Dance glasses, this. And they just grew. And then when somebody said, I want them, I was like, ah, you want the paper on the sticks? And so started creating them and selling them. And actually it wasn't really me. It was my sons. 
And it was more of me creating it for them because I just felt like as a parent, I don't know how often we get to tell our children more than we love them. You know, like they're great, they're amazing. Don't be limited by your circumstances. Go into school. So I would leave them notes in their lunchbox and leave them stuff stuck on the fridge. And when I just started to see the algorithm that it created, I was like, oh my God, like we have to share this. And so I feel like from there, that's been the kind of the base the foundation of everything else that I've been able to create because it's literally just come from one something I've done for myself selfishly and then the impact that it's had on other people you're just like oh my god and then through that it's just landed in creating businesses um coaching mindset like just any like I'm willing to do whatever I can to help people be the best version of their self. So that's basically just the basics of what I do. Um, and yeah, as a part of that, products have come along the way, um, clothes, like just so much. Um, so yeah, I'm super grateful. Okay, now we will delve a bit further into the products in mm-hmm. a second, but I was just wondering, for anybody out there who doesn't know the Brooks Carty name, especially <laughs> the Brooks name, this lady comes from a set of parents who are very well known in Slough, but especially your mum. Mm-hmm. She is, you know, affectionately known as Big Mama. Yeah. She <laughs> is the community spirit of Slough. You can't, well, or near enough can't have any kind <laughs> of, especially black community, community right? um, <laughs> without... Tina Brooks being mm-hmm. a part of it or, you know, um, giving her love, her time, her effort, her energy towards it. Was she a part of the reason that you followed this path or did you just... A massive part, but not intentionally. Okay. So I remember when I... Because originally I just started teaching in motivation. So that's like where everything was birthed in me, which she created along with her friends. And I remember when we got to the age where we were, like, running it, they kind of stepped back and they let us run it. But we were young. We were teenagers. But the ethos was um, run by young people for young people because we could all relate to each other. And I remember doing interviews, like, whether different people coming in to interview us. And I just remember going, I want to be an inspiration like my mum. I want to be an inspiration. That's all I wanted to be, an inspiration like my mum. And I really didn't recognise the impact of that. Um, but one thing, because I've always watched up, my mum has done, I don't even, I don't remember a time where my mum has not been community driven, has not run a project, has not been doing something. And I was like, "Mm -mm, I don't think she's getting paid enough. Like, (laughs) "Mm -mm, I'm here for the community. I want our people to do good. I like people, like in terms of us, like elevating and evolving but what I ain't gonna do is do stuff for free you know and so that's where the business element came in for me and also where I was like if it means that I have to run alone if it means that I need to leave all of my friends because when I started there was a group of us and I felt like I saw more in them than they saw in themselves and so you gotta pick yourself up and keep encouraging (laughs) I was like "Uh uh-uh and I remember when I got the first kind of awareness that I needed to release my team and I was like sorry what we've got to do stuff alone Mm -mm." I was like no 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 no," because it was more like an intuitive thing and I was like no I'm not (laughs) no no people don't go far alone (laughs) no you know so I was fighting with what's been put in me 
And I know that my mum got that from my grandma, and so the baton keeps getting passed down, but I was like, mm-hmm. So I think my mum's had a heavy influence on it, but not consciously, you know. Um, but at the same context, it absolutely is all of the seeds that's been planted in me, and it's everything that I've seen my whole life. Um, and so, yeah, I, I feel like I've naturally followed in her footsteps, <laughs> um, but it wasn't intentional. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting, very interesting. <laughs> so what is it that actually inspires you and motivates you to keep these things moving? Because I know you from years back <laughs> when my daughters were doing the dance class. Yeah. And then um, us mums were like, uh, hello, <laughs> we want to do something, we want to get on it. What, what, what can we do? And we started doing Zumba. Yeah. Uh, which you know it evolved to the dance class and then as you said it just seems that you have this flow and it just keeps <laughs> moving and progressing and you know the um the the other elements that come with it mm. you know you've done the bands and the the raw merchandise do you know what it's been a natural journey that's one thing that i will say if somebody says to me like, did I see myself here a year ago? No. Do you know what I mean? Five years ago, no. Because I only wanted to dance. Do you know what I mean? And it's grown. And I think that it's grown because, again, that intuition that I speak about, I've I've been super clear on we've all got our own paths. We've just got to be willing to walk it, you know? And the more that I stay focused on that path is the more that ideas come. And they just naturally come, like... I'll never forget COVID last year. I had actually had the vision to release booty bands before. So what happened is because at that point, my class was just growing and growing and growing authentically. And I was like, okay, dance is great. But I know that in order for us to shape our bodies, we need some kind of weight. We need some kind of resistance. So I was like, right, let's start to add. And then I'm, I, I follow a lot of like American fitness and stuff. So I was like, what are these booty bands? These are, girl, I'm all about the ass. Oh, so, oh God, they really are. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, we need to get involved. So I just started going, you know, let's, let's do this. And the way that I do stuff, I, I feel like I've come too far to do things not branded and all of that stuff. So let's do it. So people in the class had booty bands. They were already using them. They had already brought into the idea. And COVID hit. And I'm left with like... 120 beauty bands and I'm like what god mm-mm. you didn't make me invest in this to let these sit in my house like no but it was perfect because guess what nobody could go to a gym nobody could get access so one day I was just on Facebook because what inspires me the most is the fact that people can feel good like people don't understand how much that inspires me the fact that people can feel good and you can add to that you can teach them you can add value to that that's what gets me out of bed every day so when covid hit my only mission was get up i don't care what i looked like go on facebook make people feel good dance be happy all of that so i then started going on and i was like yeah i got booty bands it wasn't a plug it wasn't even me trying to sell them it was me naturally doing what i've been doing to keep yeah. my energy up next thing my inbox started going crazy i was like ah, what's going on here what's happening and before you know it, all the booty bands were sold out like three times in COVID. And I think that's oh, the no, power. <laughs> Literally months. <laughs> that's the power of trusting yourself. You know what I mean? And trusting yeah. your journey. If I was focused on 
goals so much like the end I just want to be best in this moment and whatever that looks like at that time that's what I'm willing to do and it's naturally taking the course of its own yet every crazy direction left turn right turn that I've took that might seem off the path at one point it's all just coming together and it keeps coming together but you've just got to continue to trust um and things naturally grow like I think sometimes we put so much focus on if I do that, that will help me be successful. Or if I do that, and I do think you need a certain level of vision, right? So mine is, in any moment, how can I make, how can I be my best self in any moment? And at the same time, anything that I'm doing, leave people better than I found them. And because that's like my ethos, more stuff just keeps coming. More ideas keep coming. And I just trust the process, you know? Yeah. Um, I used to think I failed. I used to think, oh my God, look how old, oh, like, or I'm running out of time or by the time my children finish or, you know, and I just recognise you can start over at any time. And also, I was crazy about telling my children that you can follow your dreams. You can be, have, do anything but I was also crazy to know I cannot tell them that and not be doing my own. Do you see what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I have to be willing to follow them no matter how crazy they are, no matter if no one else understands it. Because at the end of the day, I want my children to be able to live that same truth and develop that same ethos. So I'm just crazy about being an example. And that's it. That. I love it. <laughs> and oh, Sorry, also going back to um, when you were saying about covid and mm. you having to take everything online what i actually love about tanya is <laughs> raw the yes. real ass women yeah so um it also stands for for other things yeah, as real well. but initially women. it was real ass woman and this True. woman is a real ass woman when i say she goes on there with bonnets don't care does not care and that's what i love because all too often people go on social media and they want to be pretty they want to be perfect and you have told us to embrace the imperfections work on what needs working it on it stopped me from growing like was you there one time i did a facebook live last year in the midst of covid but it wasn't on my page it was on the slough public page <laughs> with hundreds of people and i was dancing so much and my wig dropped off on the thing. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> i missed that one i ran out the camera quick i like, ran out the camera and i knew it before i went on that day i was rushing because i think my house was getting decorated at the time so you're looking for a space like so many things in covid were like seriously inconvenient but when you're on camera it's effortless right and i could feel that it wasn't secure <laughs> but i was like girl you're lying and you've only got 30 minutes so you ain't got no time to walk off like you're just there and i just felt a piece of air and i was like no <laughs> and in that moment i was like when your fears are just coming true again and again and again like live it helps you build courage, like because you're just like, what am I so scared? Like, what am I so afraid of? For me, I'm a real life person. Like, I swear, I live by my my brand, real ass woman. And so, all of this online stuff, it annoys me because I'm just like, it's so fake. And that's why I have a problem with showing up on Instagram because it's picture perfect. Oh, so I struggle to go on there because I'm like, okay, yes, I can take perfect pictures like I can write a perfect caption but I don't give a shit about it I don't care so for me when I go on Facebook I feel like it's a bit more like home and as you can see lately I've started to do my Monday morning ones straight after I've done a crazy workout where I'm sweating 
I look rubbish, you know, I've got a bonnet on my head. But at the same time, it's so that, one, I'm not being defined by the idea of perfection. I don't want anyone to be either. And two, it's that I just want to continue to fall in love with being myself, you know. And I want people to do that. Sometimes It's great. I, I, I love makeup. I love hair. I love clothes. I love all of that stuff. But girl, I love to sit at home <laughs> with none of that stuff, you know. And I just think... We've got to embrace it. I sometimes think that a lot of us are losing ourselves, wanting to be perfect, yeah. wanting everything. And also, many things that I've done, I've released them when they're not perfect. I was selling sticks with paper on sticks. And I just feel like if I didn't trust that, if I didn't continue to trust the process, they wouldn't have evolved. evolved. They went from there to being engraved to now mirrored ones. to like the if, When I hold them both in my hand, I'm just like... <laughs> If this is not a process, I don't know what is, you know. But if I was waiting for the end result, I never would have had all that practice, yeah. you know. And I'm telling you guys, there was years between me releasing the first sticks and me releasing the second. It's about five years. But I never gave up, you know. I was going to schools because I'm like, these are dope, these are dope. You want, the And they're telling me no. They're telling me no when I did my teaching degree. And I wanted to go into schools and deliver these programs to make people no, 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 no. Oh, your CRB's coming back up with a caution from when I was a child. And I was like, what? I've been teaching for 15 years. I've even got a degree. How are you going to tell me no? And also, did you actually look at the things? Did you actually read them and see what the messages were? Because I know that you were saying about how they started out, but it's not about what they look like. It's about the message that was being sent out there um and i for one can can testify i can testify <laughs> that there is power in words and um these sticks are sensational and that thank you and that's the same way why i've been doing the monday morning messages like that because it's not about how i look it is actually about what i'm saying but saying that i've also done a couple of my morning messages like when it was my birthday and i was dressed up or when there was another day when i was dressed up and the view count difference ridiculous because when people naturally scroll on there and they see something that looks pleasing they're more likely to look but when they scroll on there and it's not so pleasing they just scroll past and this is how we live our lives hence why when you're doing a business you're branding you're marketing all of that is important but at the same time i just hope that we develop an ethos that that's not the only reason why you're doing it and that's not the reason why it limits you like now as you know i've started a podcast and it literally is when I go on Clubhouse, the rough version of me speaking completely in that moment, I rip it off and I post it. And that's my podcast. It's raw. <laughs> you know, I'm not editing it. I'm not waiting till it's, I'm not doing any of those things because if that, I believe, if that's the path where I'm supposed to go and that evolves to being a million followers, then guess what? As I keep practicing the right resources, the right people, the right things to make it be perfect, if you like, are going to come, you know? Yeah. So I think because I live that as a as an ethos at home, it's no different to when I'm on so when any you're... platform or yeah. any stage. And also, because I've grown up on stage, I that's home. You know what I mean? I'm comfortable, comfortable. performing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually more uncomfortable when people are like... Can I talk to you? Ah, <laughs> no, I don't want you to talk to me because now you're close. Now it's personal. Whereas on a stage, it's, you know, it's over there. And I think that's what people don't get. They don't understand that you can, um, 
things can work in reverse. When we was in Anguilla and I'd be on the stage dancing in front of thousands, you've been there, you've seen us in action, and it's thousands in that carnival village. And then I come off stage and someone approaches me, Mm-mm. I crumble, and they're like, but you was just, I said, the character Tanya was on stage. Now you want to talk to Tanya, Tanya? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I <laughs> you know? like, that's your Sasha Fierce. Right, yeah. And, you, and when you start to use those things for you, that's how you step out. Do you see what I mean? It's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not you not being yourself, but it's understanding. When I'm doing sticks classes, I really feel that when you know that this is going to help somebody, you're not, you're not nervous or worried about what you're delivering. But when it's like you, <laughs> all your fears, insecurities, all that rubbish kicks in. But some of us stay there. Some of us don't ever grow past that. Whereas I'm just trying to grow every day because, again, I never want my children to be limited. I just, like, what can you not do? There's nothing that you can't do to just keep going. We love that. And I love the fact that you are open with your insecurities and all the rest of it and you share it with us. So it feels kind of like, okay, she's not just this, this you know, kind of influencer or whatever who's yeah. high up there she's on the same level and that's what resonates with I'm a lot so of people I'm so imperfect you know like that <laughs> like I'm so imperfect but we're all perfect you know and I think for me when I really started chasing success if you like and really wanted to like elevate and grow and be like oh like that hungriness that I was talking like I didn't I want to help the community but at the same time I want to be a millionaire like you know what I mean <laughs> but I recognize the yeah. two mindsets are different you know and so in order for me to have a certain mindset I had to change my habits I had to change the way that I think there was so much work that I needed to do and need to continue because I ain't a millionaire yet but at the same time I recognised that I got into rooms around people that I, like, idolised, if you like, thinking, oh, my God, they're so perfect. Mm. And when I saw their behind the scenes, I was like, I will never, ever, ever, ever (laughs) compare my life to another person again because we don't know the battles that people are fighting. We don't know why they're showing up, how they're showing up. We don't know what they've been through, you know? And so I sometimes think as well that we are constantly looking hoping we get there hoping we see it when when you start to recognize hold on a minute those people aren't no different to you you now can give yourself permission to be great and when you give yourself permission to be great everything changes around you and again I'm no different to any other person you know but what might be different is my level of self-belief you know and because that is a little bit different that's why I don't care like I've fallen flat on my face you know (laughs) in front of my wigs falling off on something like and I think you know I'm not because I'm not scared in that way it doesn't mean that I'm not scared of course I am I don't do certain things because I'm always working on the way that I see myself you know yeah. I'm working on the way that it's not the opinions of others it's actually how I see myself so the amount of times I've gone on and I'm like you are in no position to be out here like you're a fitness girl you are fat get off of that screen you know what I mean like and I talk to myself like that and I'm like oh my gosh no and then I guarantee the moment I have that thought some message comes into my inbox thank you so much for the message today it inspired me and I'm like ah now I've got to keep it up there because it helps somebody that's what comes as being real I'm sorry and that's the thing it's our stories from that conversation that just going back that we spoke about earlier 
When we sat in that circle and there was, what, 20, 30 women saying, this is what they're going through behind them, coming into class, smiling, doing a fitness. I was like, ah. But also in that moment, I realised we don't actually go through different stuff. It's the same pile, right? But we just sift through it differently. So how can I help more people sift through their stuff? You know, how can I help more people recognise you're not the only one. I went through certain stuff and I swear to God, I was the only person going through that. And as much as we have friends and family, we don't really talk, especially when you come from black culture. We don't talk what happens in our house because we don't do that. And so we started to extend that conversation where we just started to open it up. And you know, now I have an ethos, which is to be hot, honest, open and transparent. And I feel like the more that we do that, oh gosh, especially if you set that ethos with your children, (laughs) you're going to stretch, you're going to grow, you're going to expand. But at the same time, you're going to learn because ultimately, if you're not the only person going through something and someone else can give you information to get through it, why are you keeping that to yourself? You're not. And also, you don't even know how by sharing your experience is helping somebody else who's in a dark place. And I think... The more that I openly, because I've always, my mouth's always been hot, um, but the more public that I got about it, and again, the more messages that I received, I was like, this has got nothing to do with me. Do you understand? This is like, if a woman's going through a divorce and she thinks her life is over, I'm not going to remind her that she is valuable, she's dope, she's amazing. The same way, if someone's stuck in a domestic violent relationship, I'm going to show them, girl, you can get out, and not only get out, you can glow up and attract a whole new man, you know? And I just think that that's the momentum that keeps me fired up um, because I'm a woman first, you know, and we do go through a lot. And And saying that you are a black woman first as well. And I'm sorry, it has to be said when it comes to the pecking order, they always tend to place us right at the very bottom. Right at the very bottom. At the bottom, and and it and it and I think that's what frustrated me. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember. A couple of years ago, there was a survey done, and they ranked all the ethnicities in the world. And the black man was the top most attractive, beautiful, and the black woman was bottom. And I was just like, this is rude. This is disrespectful. And so even when women started embracing their natural hair, and it became a thing, it was like let's promote natural hair. You know, let's celebrate. As much as I loved it, I was like, why do we need permission to celebrate who we are? Do you know what? Like, girl, but I get it because me too. Me never liked me natural here. <laughs> we didn't like... It wasn't that. We just didn't know how to manage it. We didn't know how to maintain it. I love my natural hair. And I've got to say that that was a journey in itself. And even that transformational journey of from going slick and straight and bomb, if I put it there, it stayed there. If I went in the rain, it didn't frizz. To now going back to natural where it's frizzing and it's kinky and it's not slick and my face looks different. That struggle is real. People don't understand it. You do not understand how deep that journey is and what it does onto your psyche you know and even now everybody knows i love a weave i love extension i love hair but please know the difference is underneath my weaves and that my hair is banging now because i love it you know and also i wear weaves to protect it because actually it's not about my identity anymore it's about i understand the damage that the weather does that the sweat does you know that i work out with every single day And so I just realised that 
sometimes we live in so much judgment and we know nothing about what an individual is going through. I would never have embraced um, the natural hair journey because I just didn't think it was anything to embrace personally. Like, you just slick your hair and you're good to go. But I never realised how much embracing it would shift my identity. Do you see what I mean? I do. And through doing that, I'm just like, I'm so grateful that I've done that because it was a struggle and it was hard but also it's the same struggle when you go through accepting yourself or understanding yourself it can be a struggle it can be hard um and so i just try to create fun ways to assist people in their journeys really that's it <laughs> and you do it well <laughs> thank really you do. okay i'm gonna wind up now but i've got two more questions that i would like to awesome. ask the first one is what would your theme or anthem be for your life so far? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> what would it be? Oh, I don't know. Um, that's a good question, Dawn. You okay. chat to me, girl. <laughs> you got me, girl. I agree with that. Um, I really, I, I feel like it would really be life is honestly what you make it. And I don't just say it as a quote. It is when you were willing to wake up in the morning and say to yourself, like, who am I willing to become? And then you act as that person. Life starts to change, you know. Um, I can I can remember sitting in so many rooms, <laughs> really feeling like, oh, I'm the dumbest person in this room. But I know I'm not dumb, you know. But I was just like, what? What? Ah! <laughs> like, why don't I have any resources, you know? Why don't I know what to do? Oh, my God, like, stuck. But not stuck where I couldn't move, stuck to the point where I knew I wanted to do something different or I knew that there was more out there, but I didn't know what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started to make different choices, literally. Started to make different choices, started to see myself different, started to look at life differently, and life has just changed. Yes, I live in the same place. Yes, I live in the same house. But prospectively, I'm not in the same mindset. So everything's different, you know? So I would just say that, yeah, it really has been life is what you make it. And I would say before I lived a drama series. (laughs) (laughs) Drama was my portion. Um, And now I just live a life of peace, you know? I didn't even think that I ever wanted to really experience peace because I just was cool. Nothing was wrong. Everything's fine. But to live peace in a different aspect, beautiful. Love it. Thank you. And the last question. What would you like to see in Slough that is lacking in regards to what you do (laughs) and what you're about or even just in general? If she could see my face, <laughs> if the podcast could see my face. Um, I personally want youth centres to come back. Oh. Like, <laughs> I want them back. I recognise, I've always known, you know, um, the, the, the young people are our future. And it's just hard. I think it's hard to raise children in this time. Although I know everything happens for a reason. I really feel like we need to be a part of that change, you know? I grew up with Saturday school. I grew up with youth centres, community centres. So there were so many places that we had a home outside of home, you know? And so I feel like our morals were different. Our values were different. The level of respect 
was different, you know? And so I really think that in order for Slough to evolve, we need to focus on the youth. I would love, um, yeah, youth centres, school, Saturday school, all of that good, good stuff to come back because I just think our environments have a major, 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 major impact on who we are as people. And there's only so much we can do at home as parents, right? The world is big and our children need to go out into the world. But if they go out into the world with a bigger sense of who they are, with a bigger sense of how their behaviours, actions, attitudes impact and affect the world, then we're raising better kids. And so I think that in order for us to do that, we've got to be on that. We've got to have as much influence as we can. And I don't think homes can do it alone. Neither do I think the schools can do it alone. You know, there's a lot of time of them being outside of both of those environments. So if we could have an influence in the other environments, I think that we could have a change in the right direction. That's probably what I'm most passionate about. I've leaned into helping women because I recognise their power in the home. Contrary to what men believe, um, <laughs> I recognise we nurture, we carry, we, 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 we are the home, you know. They say, what is that quote about a woman, some man makes a house, a woman makes it at home? Yeah. Right? So my thing was, I used to work with young people, but I realised they could go home and all of that's dismantled, you know, because what what other stuff are they being taught and fed and nourished and nurtured with? And so I know that everything needs to go full circle, so I am making my way around the family now. <laughs> I've opened my door to men, but my heart is with the youth, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to see change and impact. And actually, when I had my sons, that's because dance class had kind of stopped for a couple of years because we had children and we were teenagers and yada, yada, yada. But when my children got to a certain age and I realised there was nothing, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, we got to open the doors. And that's why we opened the doors and then we've gone for a change again. Um, But yeah, it would really be to bring back the stuff for the youth that has a positive impact on them and creates a different environment for them to see themselves within. That's what I do. I 100% agree with that sentiment. 100%. And... That is what I'm working towards. Obviously, not just myself, mm. but um, I'm putting the feelers out there and hopefully someone in the government will <laughs> acknowledge what's being said. Honestly, I've sat in council. There was one point I got so furious a couple of years ago, I was livid. And I'm the type of person where I'm all, I don't wait until it knocks my door. You know, I, I, will obs- I observe a lot. And I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't know who we're waiting for, so we got to do something. And I went to the council, I refused to leave. I said, I'm not leaving until you give me a building. <laughs> I sat there all day. And I can imagine <laughs> this woman doing that as well. Going into meetings to win the end. They came out and they took me around the halls. That, yeah, because I wasn't playing. The halls that was available, I did the maths. And I was like, it's not even expensive. If a couple of us came together and we had enough projects going on, we could have a community centre. It's not hard. Amen. Like, but obviously, since then, different things have changed and impact. And then, you know, I had the other environment on the on the high street for a while. And that was what we was created. But again, the lease ran out. And so, um, on top of that, what I would also add, though, is I would create some kind of link that puts businesses 
into link with the community so that we are learning how to develop businesses, like actually having the right information, financial support, um, all of that stuff that helps people grow. Because again, when I wanted to do certain things, there was nobody that could show me, you know? So I've had to read a load of books, spend a lot of money, Mm -hmm. and I just think... We, we can, and that's why now so much of the stuff I've been through, I share it for free. Why? Half the people ain't going to do nothing with it anyways. And two, the people that want it is there. It's yeah. available to you. You can learn so much if you just listen, you know, if you just apply. And so I would really love to create that link for some of these. We talk about young people as if they're all lost. No, they're not. They are hungry. And if they're fed at the right point in time, and they around the right people and the right things, it's game-changing. I always say this. I believe that this generation is... They're called Generation Z now or something. Yeah, all these terminologies are wild. <laughs> um, but I believe they're built for a different time because they've got a different level of don't care, you mm-hmm. know? And to, to a degree, I think it's necessary because I think there's certain boxes which we've all lived nicely in... Mm-hmm. Sits nicely in that little box. <laughs> Be limited, yay. Whereas there's a certain level, they ain't going in no box that we've put them in. So can you imagine Imagine if that's harnessed, you know? If that's channeled in the right direction, oh, it'll be game-changing. So yeah, I think the links between businesses and communities need to be developed, like seriously developed. Um, and then, yeah, impact on our youth. Like, I believe in sitting down at our parents' feet, like, sitting at our grandparents. I lost my last grandparent this year, and it's just so important that there was things that they went through, things they learned, a certain work ethic. (laughs) I don't have it. (laughs) That they had, that if we still had that, it would be different. I I really look at the UK in particular, and they're like, we're comfortable in a benefit system. I'm sorry, but we are. We're comfortable knowing that we don't really have to do much because... Something's going to help us. Well, what when we start thinking that that help isn't there? You know, what happens when we start moving like we've already got everything that we need and we start really coming together and building? I mean, not just talking about it because I hate meetings because we're just talking. You know, what happens when we actually take action and build something? That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, I have to clap you for that. They say it takes a village, and it really does. And I think that's the kind of mentality that we need to get back to. Because again, like yourself, back in my day, we had youth clubs, mm. youth centres. We'd go on trips. You know, um, all the different little villages. Like you know, you could go from Charlie to Wexham to right. wherever. There was no trouble, or if there was trouble, it was kind of like little, yeah. And you could kind of sort it out yourself where it just seems that since they shut everything down, the kids have nowhere to go. They get bored. And then once you're bored, that's it. Anything goes. And you know what? Like you said, I I remember speaking to like a couple people my age in Slough who I believe have influenced and impact. And I'm like, it's our responsibility. Like, I'm sorry, our parents did what they had to do. You know, there was talent shows. There was youth centres. There was the trips to the seaside. Like, what are we doing? Because uh, apparently we're adulting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we are adulting. Um, to be confirmed. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I could sit there and complain and at the same time I could create a difference, you know? Yeah. And so I really believe it is 
our generation's responsibility to take what you guys had. I am so clear that the reason why even your generation had certain opportunities is because your parents, my grandparents, they came here with a fighting spirit. They came here with, we're going to do something as a community. Do you understand? Yeah. We're going to have domino matches. We're going to have... Where's our, where's our community gone? And I'm not talking about the community that sits around and says, oh, we're a community. I'm talking like, where is the community? Look, the generation above us. Again, they built the, the, the fun days, the, the slough day, the whatever day. Uh, where are we? <laughs> it's our responsibility. And I think because I'm so clear that it's our responsibility, I'm both furious and passionate. <laughs> okay, we need to find that happy medium. Yeah. And you've got to find the balance and yeah. create something with it. Um, because, again, it's our children that are going to have the impact, you know, that are going to feel it, whether it's good or bad. So it's like, do we make a difference? Do we, we need to create the environment that nurtures them. We need to create the environment that supports them. We need to create the environment that they can sit down and talk to the people above that have gone through the same stuff that they're going through and they could tell them where it is not going to lead them, you know? <laughs> but again, there's almost a culture where they don't need to know anything because the internet tells them everything. Oh, gosh. Okay, do you know what? That's a whole <laughs> different subject for another day. Wow. But, yeah. And also, yeah, that's it. We've just got to be mindful. Again, everything is so easily available. Everything is so... I say to people, YouTube is the best university in the world. <laughs> Everyone who's already done something that you're trying to do has done a video about it. So I wrote something the other day on my um, Facebook and it said, it's not always generational curses. It's I just that, that we're lazy. <laughs> we're lazy. And so when we stop being lazy and we just start to put work into the right places... We're good. We're good. We just got to keep going. We can't give up. We cannot give up. <laughs> to the generation above me, do not give up on us. We are not lost. <laughs> oh, Tanya, it has been a pleasure. I'm so grateful that you picked me. Thank you so much. Listen, as I said, there was nobody else who was going to be first because I actually would not be sitting here doing this if... You hadn't inspired me and I, I love hope that. that you can inspire a hell of a lot of other people too. And I believe you can because your little light is just <laughs> shining so bright. I love, and you know what, it's an honour to hear that because you see when you're just in your little lane, in your little cupboard, <laughs> writing sticks. <laughs> no, because generally I'm in my own world. So like, I've told you before as well. I post on Facebook, but I'm not on Facebook. This is what people don't understand. Mm. So in order for me to focus, I blank out so much because it's just so easy to get distracted, you know? And it's so easy to define yourself based on numbers, based on likes, mm. based on how much work you put out that doesn't get seen or, you know? And so to, whenever I get an opportunity like this, I am just literally so grateful because... Um, it just shows that something that you're doing actually matters. And I know for anybody on a journey of building a business, um, creating something, it is lonely, okay? And also, you can be so deflated. There are so many moments where I'm like, <laughs> why can I live a normal life? Why can't I be happy going to work at nine to five and coming home? But ultimately, I'm not happy. I'm not, I wasn't happy there. I'm not going to be happy there. 
and I'm happy creating, you know, I'm happy talking, I'm happy getting paid to talk. Um, so just find your happy, be happy, and just hope that you being happy will always bless somebody. That's the truth, you know, yeah. but we don't give ourselves permission to be happy. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel honoured that you've asked me and I'm so grateful that you listened and done your blog. That was a dare and you done it and it was great and it's great. And now I was growing to what is it? A podcast. Wow. And that's, that's like, it. Ow. That's it. That's the journey. That's, that's the it. natural rhythm that the next best step just comes. You don't have to look. We hear all these quotes like, oh, you don't have to find the whole staircase, just the next step. But we don't know how to live it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So you, you just did what was necessary at the time. And I think for you, like for me, both of our creativities that we've, been, we've had courage to share, right? It was for our own purpose. It was for our own healing. It was for oh, our own getting stuff off our chest. Yeah. And in doing so, it's impacted and helped another person, you know? And I always say, if I can just bless one person, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, and in saying that, where can people contact you if they, you know, want to get to know a bit more, want some pick-me-up sticks? Oh, so you can go to www.rawrawcoach.co.uk. Everything is on my website. And again, you can reach out on any social media platform. Tonya Brooks Carty on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook and I'm very responsive guys um, so yeah you can reach me anytime or any place and if you want to catch up on any of the podcasts which you so should um, is a cup of tea hashtag C-U-P-P-A-T-W-E and it's on all platforms Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts yada 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 go get you some tea boo <laughs> oh, bless you my darling Thank you so much for being Thank my you. first. And I'm excited to see where this project goes. Ooh, I hope it's the first of many more. Here's hoping. We'll see. At least I've got one down, so... Because you know what? You've got a really good voice. And you know I've been encouraging you to come into Clubhouse. <laughs> um, and also, as well, you've started the blogs, but sometimes that becomes comfortable. Because we're still hiding, aren't we? We hide behind our writing. No one needs to see our face. <laughs> no one needs to hear our voice. <laughs> like... Just post and let it go, which is great. But again, your journey will call you to grow and expand and grow. So you'll do a podcast now, and the next thing you'll be doing videos. Uh, yeah, don't know about that. For now, I would just like to say thank you very much. Thank you so much Take for having care, me. Take care, stay blessed, and I hope to see you around soon. Thanks once again to this week's guest and to you for listening. This podcast was supported by Home Slough using public funding by the National Lottery through Arts Council England. And you can find the blog that accompanies this podcast and many others on my website www.newdawnnewday.co.uk That's www.newdawnnewday.co.uk Take care, stay blessed and celebrate life.